City Connection. Drive for your life. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. And guys, today we are talking about City Connection. I uh, don't know if the drive for your life thing was as applicable <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, as like it some wasn't of our... It wasn't apparent, I guess. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels like a very urgent call to action. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest anybody drive for their life. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, City Connection just kind of, sort of count, sounds like a, a 60s like buddy drama, mm-hmm. like driving through cities. And when I said drive for your life, I meant like... You know, as like as your career, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try Drive to like for your life. Yeah, you know, a lot of the yeah. yeah, like that's a long time of just driving the streets of a city. I mean, right. especially know, if the streets are like floating and, and stuff. And we've all seen Taxi Drivers, so we know where that goes. There's Bus only, drivers, <laughs> it only leads speed. Uber that movie, drivers. Yeah, that yeah. movie shows what well, the dangers yeah, of being a bus right. driver. Yeah. Garbage or just being truck on a drivers. Bus. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so City Connection was made by Jellico. We haven't heard of them yet. Still sounds made up. Okay. Uh, Jalico was founded in 1974, Sean. This is their first game on the NES. What did they, they do before this? Uh, no, this is their first game on the NES. They didn't do anything. You never heard of them 1974. Before. They were founded in 1974. They didn't make video games. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I was, was asking the, what they uh, did you think instead. They just, you think they make this game in like just a couple of years? This takes, this takes several <laughs> years to make this game. They, this was in the making for a long time. They just needed to sign yeah. the deal with Honda to use the Honda City hatchback. We'll get to that sign the minute. deal with France to use Paris as a city. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, copyrighted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, this is their first NES game. They're also known for Bases Loaded. Uh, which is, I think, coming up very soon. Um, yeah, very soon. So we have that to look forward to. Nice. And um, while they definitely like made this game in the arcades and everything like that, I found like some conflicting information on maybe a company called Axis Art Amuse might have made the NES port. But oh, this is like all what a mystery, hearsay. Yeah. You know, like who cares really at the end of the day too. But um, I guess, like, you know, if maybe if this was, like, a very prestigious game, people would want to get to the bottom of it. It's not. But, well, I don't know. When was the last time you ever heard of City Connection? Just now. Great. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah, said it. For this playthrough. <laughs> um, cool. And uh, Jalico mainly worked with Toast, say, or Toast. We still don't know how to say that. But, I hope we yeah. never find out. So we can always say Tose or Toast. Right. I think it's just important that we always say both to yeah. be respectful <laughs> right. of, the one, of the correct one. Yeah. Uh, and just to, just to round out Jalico here for you, their parent company filed for bankruptcy in 2014. And so Jalico was then purchased by City Connection. In, the game? In, it sounds like <laughs> it. The game itself purchased the company? City Connection is an indie Japanese studio that specializes in soundtrack releases and named itself after the game that Jalico had made all those years prior. Wow. So I guess that's pretty fitting. I wonder if they felt like, oh, well, we have to be bought by these people. <laughs> it seems like maybe it was like their end goal. If they named their company City Connection, maybe they're always planning they on buying. will own Jalico. Yeah. Well, like that's like saying, oh, one day we'll own Nintendo because we're <laughs> on the NES. Yeah. Like, I don't think I don't think they're getting quite there, but um, we'll see. It's cool that they specialize in like video game and Japanese movie soundtracks. Like that's I a, guess it's a yeah. niche. Yeah, it has nothing. They don't make video games. No, they, no, no, no. They're they not own doing one that. though. So, uh, just a quick overview on City Connection for everybody. 
Uh, the player takes control of Clarice, a blue-haired teen in her Honda City hatchback. Uh, That's the, in the sponsors. arcade version, though. Yes, right? But, right. but this is this is what we're. Otherwise, we wouldn't even know that it's Clarice. Okay, right? We would just think that it's sure. just a car driving itself. We never see <laughs> Clarice in the. Uh, we see some blonde guy on the cover. All right. So this is in an alternate universe. <laughs> the NESK is in an alternate universe with a blonde guy driving your car. Uh, anyway, I guess like none of the story is important anyway because the only important part is is that it's an arcade-style game where you drive around in a car and to clear each stage, you have to paint over all the roads by driving across these roads. Now, keep in mind, when I say roads, I'm talking about like different heights of roads, too. Uh, this isn't like a highway system. where Like you tiers. Have, yeah, there's tiers of roads. And you're just changing the pavement color, and once you change the entire thing, once you paint all of the road, you move on to the next city. Mike, so- I'd really like to apologize for throwing you off uh, with the uh, the different universes in which the ports play. I think some people are a little upset that we left out the City Connection cinematic universe, but most <laughs> people are thankful for you for just saying we don't care. I it was bad enough that. I made them sit through I mean, like five minutes of Jalico All I did was talk about the color hair. Right, so... Uh, blue-haired teen in the arcade, blonde dude, dude in yeah. uh, in the NES version. That's because like you know Athena was really Athena and Samus <laughs> are like the only women representatives on the NES at this point. Poor Athena. So I mean, like the objective sounds pretty easy, right? Yeah, it's is nonsensical, it, but you know, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's very straightforward. But is it a pretty easy game? No, I wouldn't say so. Why, why not, Joe? Uh, it's it's a little. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's hard in like a in like a unfair way. It's yeah. just I, I think it's just hard to I there are okay, you're right, there are sometimes. Um it's hard to avoid the the obstacles, the cop cars, and it is kind of tough to jump from level to level uh of the road. Well one thing that uh Joe hasn't pointed out is that there is a quantum cat that just sort of pops up where you're going to be. It it knows where you're going to go and it shows up right in front of you and if you hit it, you can't shoot it with anything. Like we haven't really gotten into this, but like yeah, no, this is just you on a rant right now. I yeah, like it. I'm like, really I want sorry. You, I kind of want you to keep going. There's a cat that you can't get around. You have to turn around again, and then it'll it'll teleport somewhere else away from you, but but simultaneously back in front of you. It's not fair. I, I actually didn't have that problem with the cat. It never did that to me, like that close in front of me. All right, well, your I can cat's nicer. Yeah, my cat's a bit nicer. Yeah, you cat. didn't have Schrodinger's But a problem cat. that I did have that I don't know if it was, is a problem that was just like my game wasn't working correctly or something. But so the cars would flicker to be invisible. Like like they would the flicker <laughs> would be so bad that I wouldn't be able to see the car until I crashed into it. Wow! And I would crash into nothing, and then the car would be there. That's that new. happened to me a few times. You ever try but, like wiggling the car? <laughs> yeah, like, so all maybe time. Wiggling, it just was yeah. like. That's not, I'm not, not sure there. if like maybe it just wasn't uh yeah, it wasn't uh anyway, loading right. But anyway, Mike, what did you mean by that? Yeah, uh so I think, you know, this is one of those games where it's like it, it kind of reminds me of Pac-Man, right? Because in Pac-Man, you have to eat all the dots. So yeah. essentially, you're like removing things instead of in this one, you're adding on all the colors. But in Pac-Man, you see the entire screen at once and it's very clear like what's going to stop you and what's in your way and there's only ever four ghosts in your way. In City Connection, you barely see, like, any of the screen other than, like, what's immediately yeah. in front and it's behind like a third of you. third of the screen at a time. Right. And uh, other than the police car enemies, there is the, the cat... 
But they're also the police car enemies randomly spawn at any given point too. Yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. if you're good enough, if you see one in like the distance, you can turn around and then turn around again, like immediately de-spawn and just them. despawn them. And it's like I I think that that probably didn't happen in the arcade version, but this is like an unacceptable state, I guess, for like the arcade gameplay loop. Yeah, uh, of what of what this is describing, you know, like like based on the objective, the the way that the game is actually playing out on the NES, it actually feels really jank. Yeah, <laughs> have we? So we're like we've made it completely clear what you're doing in this game, right? You're just painting like platforms. Yeah, the, it's the, basically the, Splatoon. The roads look like uh, look like sideways, like horizontal ladders. Yes, and then when you drive over them, they fill in white, as if you've yeah. spilled yeah, like paint all over the road. Yeah. I really yeah. want to yeah. emphasize the comparison to Splatoon. <laughs> yeah, it's, ex- good, it's yeah. almost exactly the same as Splatoon. <laughs> exactly yeah. the same. There's a big like, esports community. For it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the the hardest part, I guess, about like painting the roads themselves, though, is that. The the mechanics of controlling the car yes. aren't aren't quite refined. So let let's talk about the car a little bit. First off, the speed of the car, fine, whatever. Sure. Yeah, it moves it. it moves at a pace that's very easy to deal with. Turning your car around. I don't know about you guys, but this felt like a huge hassle to me and took so many frames to do a turnaround that a lot of times yeah. if there was a police car nearby, you would just like get tagged. You're it by it. You I, know, I think that it's a very good simulation of uh, of paint and it's uh, coefficient of friction, maybe. Uh, otherwise, it's just, you know, really sloppy handling. Um, In a game where there's like different tiers of roads, though, that you yeah. can jump to, I feel like this was not the spot yeah. for no. like realistic turns. Right. You know? like, I, I do think that the the one thing that makes it a little easier is that you can. I found that you could turn on a dime if you're one pixel away from an obstacle, you can turn and you will just immediately right then and there turn. You don't drift or anything. I mean, that's that's what we're complaining about, is <laughs> right? I understand. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I, but, but I, I think that was Joe actually saying, like helpful. Like made it made it easier to avoid an obstacle that I'm coming up on because I have right up until the exact oh, last okay. second to turn. Saying. Which I was kind of surprised by. You know, it In might not way. be a good gameplay design thing, but it definitely made that. I mean, turning that on a dime. I feel like the way we're describing it, it does not sound like you can turn on a dime because you there's this massive lag between you moving in one direction and you moving in another. And you don't end up like exactly where you want to be. But I understand what Joe's saying. Yeah. Uh, you know that, like, that you're not you're not actually having to like right. lose any. You're staying in your exact yeah, yeah. spot the, as you're turning. There were a lot of times where I couldn't get that last tiny segment of, yes. of a ledge, and I would be able to get right to it, turn, and like if I missed it, I would just be able to turn right back. I could just like basically stationary, like stay on the same two pixels and just go back and forth until I hit that one little square of the road and then turn around and not fall off the ledge. That brings me to another point. Like, the reason that you have to keep going back and forth to basically remain at a standstill is because you're always moving forward, which with the the car as your avatar is really counterintuitive to me. Like, when you show me, when you give me a car, I imagine I'm always going to be moving in one direction or I have control over whether I'm moving at all <laughs> or moving forward. So, right. so the fact that you, it's just binary left or right and not really stand still while the game is really predicated on that control scheme. It, it really makes me feel weird doing it. I don't know if you guys felt the same. No, I, I can agree with that. I, I think that overall, I just wanted 
gameplay in the car and maybe just overall to be more like I don't want to I don't want to say sped up but maybe just more fast paced like okay. everything everything should have happened quicker it should have you should have been able to complete these stages faster yeah. you shouldn't have mm-hmm. you know like you should have to keep track of what you've missed and stuff like that like I think that's probably the most engaging part of the yeah. game is like oh I have to jump out of the way because of that cop car so I got to yeah. make sure to go back to that section like that's probably the best thing that this game has to offer in terms of difficulty that that's done right but I think a lot of times I'm, I'm just slowed down by being like Okay, and I gotta get back up to that tier, make the jump. Yeah. Uh, nope, jump sucks. So, uh, you know, or yeah, like, oh, every lap. jump button kind of does the same. You can't really, like, jump for too much longer than a maximum hold would right, anyway. Right. And, yeah, now I gotta turn around. Up oh, there's the cat, you know, like, gotta jump over him. He's on that space, you know? So it's a, it's a lot of, like, you spend a lot of time on each level kind of just going over the parts that you've already gone yeah. over. Yeah, right. I think that kind of, like, to sum up how I felt about it, you know, in that sense, is that when I first turned it on, I was like, okay, this is interesting. It's new. It's something that we've never, like, it's like gameplay loop yeah. that is not like anything we've done before. There's like something Splatoon. like, yeah, exactly. There's something uh, a little satisfying about, like, filling in the lines and everything. And then, like, after a minute, I'm like, Okay, like, come on, like, where are we going? Like, I'm okay, after one I'm, minute. I'm, I'm t- yeah, maybe not one minute, but I'm like tired of doing this over and over and over again. Like, then you you know finally like get to the next level, and I'm like, oh, got to do it all again. Like, yep. It's like it just gets very very repetitive. The yeah. the loop does not keep me interested. Which actually reminded me of another thing too that like ju- basically because you only have four different roads of tiers to jump across and stuff like that. There's no like. There's no puzzle element to this that Pac-Man presents in, like, it's three to four different maze layouts. Like, yes, the stages are a little different in terms of, like, the boundaries of the platforms themselves. But I would have almost liked some dead ends that you could crash into or, like, some different layers of tiers. Like, uh, this one, you know, requires more precise jumps or this one's just, like... You got to know about it first. You got to pass by it and then know, like, okay, cool, I got to jump up to first, third, and then I'll drop down into, like, this box to Mm, get into the second tier, you know? Just some kind of puzzle element to it for variety in the stages. If it was just the same stage over and over again, I almost would have probably accepted that. I would have been like, oh, that's it. And then it's some nice scenery backdrop, and this is a high score game. But instead, it offers just enough like offering of differences that I'm like, well, why not just go even a little further then? It's just uh, the the design philosophy that I was really hoping that we would get rid of for good because we've been moving away from it, and that's just the random dumping of obstacles uh, with no pattern, no thought to no design. Yeah, no design, and just saying like just avoid them, like just stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, and and we we've talked about the cat thing, but I think it's worth bringing up that. The cat thing to me kind of said a lot about just like the design philosophy of the yeah. game because even if you didn't have the problem of it showing up in random places and stuff like that, which I, which definitely happened for me, I think what's weirder is is that it doesn't really communicate to you when you hit this cat no. that like something bad has happened. It, yeah. it looks vulnerable until you lose yeah, a life. I think it's like I think it's like uh it's like punishment for hitting an innocent animal that yeah. teleports. Right. It almost looks like, you know, if you didn't know better, if you didn't look at the manual and know that that was the cat or something, you could think that that's like some kind of balloon thing that you've now yeah. like hit and yeah. it's like Pick up. going around the stage and it's like, "Oh cool, it's going to like anything it touches will like fill <laughs> yeah. in, you know, or something like that." But when you restart the stage again, you're like 
huh, did I die? Like, you yeah. have to check your lives yourself. There's nothing... Yeah. Basically, if you hit the cat three times in a row without ever knowing that, you just get a game over screen all of a sudden. You're like, oh, you beat the I game. was killing a cat. <laughs> you had no idea, you know? Like, I thought that was strange because it just chooses what to communicate to you and and basically chooses nothing the other than this, like, ridiculous miles system. Yeah, I don't uh, really get the miles. At the, at the top, which is which is just bizarre. I, I, I feel like... It's kind of cool that they included, like, a look at your car's mileage and stuff like that, and you have this amount of oil, but, like, I don't know, like, it just seems silly to um, to gamify it in that way. Like, yeah. like just focus on score. It's, like, it, it's almost like you have to track no your miles and There's no clarity of information, what, what that actually means. Right. Yeah. And I think it's like it's a but it's a nice touch. It's just that also then where's my speedometer then? And, like, you know, <laughs> like, make it a whole car thing then yeah. if you're going to. Give me gas. Well, they kind of do, though, right? With the oil, that's what you're well, that, shooting. Yeah, but that's like ammunition. <laughs> yeah, which is very strange, right? We're shooting, like, oil canisters yeah. at uh While at cop we're cars. painting, like, isn't that going to mix? I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah. point. It's, it's worth noting, though, two really cool things about this game. So, even though we don't like that the levels change very lazily between uh, the different places in the world you go to... The backdrops are pretty are pretty nice and detailed in terms of like they had good backgrounds. Yeah, they had no. Well, we were a fan of Karate Jam's backgrounds too, and that game sucked. Um, but also, the cop cars are different in each uh, in each true. place you go to. So, like when yeah. you're in New York, they have like the NYPD cop cars, and then they have like the bus like looking even say things. Courtesy, and- respect, professionalism. Like really? I'm a, no, I don't. Know. <laughs> I just you said it so matter of factly that I was inclined to believe you. They even changed the colors and things like that. And actually, yeah, you know what? I'm looking at the gameplay now, and that's not a cat. It's a cat. Right? It's like it's kind of like a cat a, with like, like a, a goat, like a Finnish sign. Like yeah, it look doesn't look like a cat to me though. It almost looks like a baby with a checkered flag or something. And I guess either way, you still wouldn't want to hit it. You know, I guess, but it's like a you, cat. You wouldn't want to run that over. But <laughs> uh, one thing, one thing I also wanted to mention. I made a note about this. Uh, the music in this game uh, is a little different than the arcade version, but uh, it it you, features a remix of the song "Highway Star" by Deep Purple. I did not notice that. Right, uh, like you know, not like a very like an eight bit remix, essentially. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like not nothing crazy or anything, and it definitely wasn't like signed off by Deep Purple to be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, use our song in this obscure game. But uh, I just thought like that's one of the earliest examples I can think of of like a license. copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Like a, a, a popular song, yeah, because that song would have been popular around that time. True, um, I guess being used in in a video game, you know. Huh. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Yeah, Mario didn't really steal from anybody. <laughs> There's another track um, called, like, Flow Walser. Flow Flo Walser, yeah. Yeah, and you know about this one? Radiohead, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. No. <laughs> no? Okay, cool. Um, I thought uh, that you were just, like, dead I'm serious. Sorry, I was like, I'm going to, like, the tape sessions or something like that. You know, you're pulling, like, a deep cut on me, because apparently it's a... Um, that that's what the flag waving uh, cat is like known as is a flow waltzer, and that's the that's what happens when you hit one of them, 
And and so it plays that song. That's why they're like, this is all like, this is all there's like lore that we never found out. It's not Wait, in the it's, manual. It's not. It's like made up lore, or is there like a, a cultural phenomenon of cats getting in the way of cars? No, the cats, the cats in this game are named Flow Waltzer. Flow Waltzer because the name of the song that plays when you hit ah, them is the Flow Waltzer song. Okay. <laughs> okay, which is which is like literally translates to I stepped on the cat. I see. And, uh, and that's like apparently like a very popular like Japanese song. Of course it is. Like not popular like pop music, <laughs> but like Japanese folklore. Yeah, sure. So so it has that going for it. Got it. <laughs> and and we talked about this uh, a little bit. We mentioned the Honda City uh, sponsorship yeah. and everything like that. I happen to find the 1985 Honda City hatchback that the game is uh, is referencing uh, for sale. Comes with a little mini scooter. And you don't I, get to use the scooter in the game. Yeah, you don't get to use the scooter in the game. This is only for the real life car. But it's <laughs> worth mentioning that the car sold at auction in 2018 for $14,000. So that's um, pretty affordable. Yeah, it feels pretty affordable for a car yeah. from 1985 that looked pretty brand new. I mean, I'm sure it's not like it's not, that new. Yeah, no, 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 I'm just saying, like, it wasn't like, you know, oh, well, I forgot to tell you that, like, one of the seats is off. You know, like, <laughs> everything's there in condition. I, I actually like this car. I think it was neat that they very up. aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, you know, but you know, like <laughs> I just think it's interesting that they actually got like in. They were like, okay, was the game first or was the Honda City hatchback first? <laughs> yeah, in terms they, of like they made the car based off of the car in this game, or like or like which part of it was designed first? Did they make the game and then say like, oh, you know, like we should see if Honda wants in on right. this I and like that. we'll yeah, put yeah. their thing in the game and that'll help them like sell a bunch of Honda City hatchbacks. Or was the Honda City hatchback so popular that they just felt like they should make like this game and include it? I feel like it's got to be the second one because I, I don't know how much like because this was back then video games were really just played by kids. Yeah, I don't, so I, that that makes it makes me that makes me think that neither could be true. Yeah, maybe because that there too, is yeah. zero crossover <laughs> in these audiences. Well, I, but I feel like if it was in the arcades, that's, that's a different yeah, audience that's than like. The sure. NES and Famicom. And like, actually, it could Famicom also just be for was... no reason. Maybe just someone who a developer liked that car and just like, yeah, I'll put it in there. Like that without makes... a, without a motive. Yeah, but you still have to pay for the licensing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's yep. true. I mean, this game was popular enough in Japan that it also got a commercial. Oh, uh, which I'm not going to play here like we usually do. <laughs> but uh, if you go into the show notes, it'll definitely be there. So check that out if you if you just like. Really want to get your cine- city connection, cinematic universe, like, locked down and understand the difference between Claris and um, the blonde guy. Brett. All right. Any uh, any straight thoughts? I, I do. Yeah, uh, please. W- one thing that, yeah, you know, the, the backgrounds are good. Uh, the the foregrounds convey a certain amount of information. Uh, but the fact that, I, I don't know if, if you guys had this, but as you're scrolling uh, as, as you were going forward, and the and the camera pans with you, it, it's not smooth. It's populating the scene line by line in a way very, very much uh, unnerving to my belly. Like it's. Did you guys have this? I think uh, yes, definitely. I didn't really stutter. think about it too much until you mentioned it, but absolutely, it was there. 
But uh, I thought you were going to say that also it feels like, and it could be an optical illusion, but it feels like the the enemy cars are sort of scrolling with it. Like they're going yes. faster if I'm driving in the same direction to them. If I turn around, yeah. they go slower because they're scrolling backwards. That was another thing backwards. that kind of screwed with me. Yeah. There's there's a perspective issue there, but it, it almost, for some reason, it goes away, like everything, if you're just focusing on your car, but you <laughs> should never do that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like... You need to know what's going on with the rest of the screen, but I agree mostly with the sentiment that Joe shared at the end there, that, like, when you're going away from the other cop cars, they they almost, like, freeze in time. Yeah. Like, it's very strange. It's because, like, they're going forward, but you're sort of dragging them backwards because they're, like, connected to the screen scroll somehow. And it's very clear mm-hmm. that you're going faster than the cop cars. Yeah, At all times. Like, like you're, you're the speed demon, and they're, like, <laughs> trying to catch up. The, the only instance in in which like there is an objective like point that the cop cars are is when they're like falling from one tier to the other there they you know they they obey the laws of gravity but any other yeah, but circumstance like, yeah at like at like point two speed yeah exactly <laughs> did you ever feel like you were playing grand theft auto while you were playing this game no being chased by the cops and i didn't feel like they were chasing they're just sort of there <laughs> obstacles yeah they aren't really chasing, are they? Yeah. yeah. It's a lot wrong But if you hit triangle, you do get out of the car, which I know a lot of people probably didn't notice because there was a triangle button on Now, okay, that's a good question. If you get out of the car, do you get Claris or do you get the blonde guy? That's the only way to know if you're playing the arcade. You get arcade. the scooter. Right, yeah. You get out on the scooter. And it shouldn't it shouldn't be understated that like turning sucks so much because you're going to have to do it a lot because yeah. you're missing oh, yeah. these things. And it comes down to the point where like you might be missing just the edge yeah. Of a platform. You're going to be there And you have to, yeah, you have to, like, try to just perfectly time your turnaround. <laughs> and, and then you like, fall oh, off. I almost touched <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, almost touched it. Like, but you don't. And it really is a pain to get back onto a higher platform because the, the gap that you can jump through, it's hard, it's hard to time it properly. Yeah. And then get the right, I mean, you just have to be holding up when you jump to get the right height to get to the next platform. But a lot of times, like, somehow it misses and Usually I'm just doing, like, a regular. The, you hit your head on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did anybody talk about the balloons? Oh right, that's oh, a I big didn't. part. <laughs> the balloons are whatever though. I mean, like they like they get they let you skip parts of the game. They right? let yeah, you like you yeah, on. it's like a warp yeah. zone kind of thing, yeah. but like without any cleverness to it. It's just get three of them and yeah. you go to the next stage. I actually at first mistook them for like what you're supposed to do. Before I like read the manual, I was like, oh, I get three balloons and I go to the next stage. And I thought <laughs> I was like going to the next stage, and then I realized it was like all out of order and everything. <laughs> And also, like if you're if you're on a level for too long, oh the spikes, the spikes start showing right. up, and that's like, is that the like the world caving in on itself or something? Like, I didn't even realize that that was because I was on a level for too long. I thought it was just like, why is there suddenly a spike now? There's not been a spike for the first twenty minutes. Well, it could be, I mean, it's not like too long either before they start showing up, but it's an arcade game, so the idea is to kind of like right. get through this fast, and that's why I wish that the whole gameplay loop was just faster yeah. in general because it's like. If it's going to punish me for being on a stage for too long, help me yeah. get through this stage, you know? Like, don't... Uh, Do it. Yeah. I don't don't just randomly have spikes jut out of the ground and stuff. If anything, like, you know, I could see this same game being like, oh, there's going to be more cats now the longer you stay on the screen, you know? Like, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that they punish us with rather than thinking about ways to make it, like, more fun. They just add more elements to the screen. Maximalist. All right, if nobody has anything else, I'm going to very quickly talk about um, some sequels and spinoffs. Of course. Because there has to be in the City Connection Cinematic Universe. Released in December of 1985, 
Okay, so that's uh, three years before this game came out on the NES. Uh, City Connection did come to the United States in the arcades, but it was not called City Connection. It was called Cruisin'. Just Cruisin'. Just Cruisin'. Okay. Okay. Uh, Apparently pretty rare, but um, no connection to the Cruisin' in the USA or Cruisin' around the world. Cruisin' for a bruisin'. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no connection to any other words that involve cruising. <laughs> no connection to the city. Because it's also Clearly. spelled differently, though. Right. Cruising uh, in the USA and stuff like that puts the apostrophe where the I is, whereas this one put the apostrophe at the N, after the N. I've only seen it with the, at the end. Whatever. Nah. Wait, no, say fine. that again? Like, so cruising, right, the, this game, yeah. has the apostrophe at the N. You know, the, so this way there's no G. Right. Right? As opposed cruising to... Cruising in the USA does it like... Um, like cruise and then apostrophe N-G? A, yeah. No. Cruise, cruise and then apostrophe N. And then that's it. Oh. oh. That's just... That's not correct. That's right. weird. Oh, wait, but it's well, kind of cool, right? I like guess that is correct, in. but then there should be an apostrophe on both sides of the N, right? Because you're getting well, rid of the sure, I yeah, and you're getting the rid of the G. They don't care, essentially. <laughs> Put they, quotes around me. Yeah. Then. Yeah. <laughs> This is a long conversation about cruising, but uh, <laughs> I just I, I wanted I just was thinking that that was interesting that yeah. there was a game called Cruising before Cruising series, you know. Fun. Uh, and then oh, so developed by Studio Runba and released for Japanese mobile phones in two thousand and four, City Connection Rocket came out. Okay. Yeah. It was available from Jalico through the iMode. All right. It must have been some cell phone or something okay. in 2004. That, only Japan, of course. Yeah. Uh, the game places Clarice as a spy for a secret organization to capture criminal leaders from around the world. Rather than painting sections of the road, Clarice must now collect briefcases placed in each stage while avoiding police cars and other types of enemies. Seems like a step backwards. Yeah, that's now it, you're just like, collecting objects on the screen instead yeah. of like touching the entire screen. Touching things. I, I prefer the touching things. Yeah, at least there's like some kind of like inherent difficulty of like make sure yeah. you go to everything. And more importantly, Splatoon. This one's like don't do anything. Like, yeah. ju- just get the briefcases. Please do not go anywhere else. There's police. <laughs> there's there's police. bad people all over the roads. <laughs> all right. Well. There might be bad people all over the roads, but let's find out if um, there will be essential games added to this list. Okay. Uh, it's Beautiful time for segue. the essential games list. Not essential. All right. Uh, I, I guess I can give a little more of that. that, that if but, you feel uh, the need to. We spoke mostly about all my thoughts on it. I mean, it, it was an interesting, unique concept. Got really repetitive really fast. Uh, didn't really have anything that stood out to me as like... This is what makes this. This is what was going to bring me back. Nothing is going to bring me back. You know, that <laughs> sounds really grim, but long story short, this is not an essential game. All right, and Sean, um, I'm going to go a little bit more into detail here. Uh, most games, mo- most arcade games, where you're doing some really like obtuse thing to make it a game, at least has some really bullshit story reason for why you're doing it. And in this game. Like, you get the whole, like, who this person is. Like, Clarice, she has blue hair. You, yeah, you're on the run from the police, sure. But there's never an explanation as to why you're coating highways in paint. I don't understand the core conceit or why I'm doing it. And for that reason alone, it is inessential. 
I feel like I wish you didn't say that because I think that the reason why she paints the roads is because she's such a world traveler and, and an aficionado of these cities that she has to see everything there is to see in these cities and she must she must you know like go she's touch painting every the town part, right? white right yeah. exactly and so it's so a city not a town if so. she was just, but yeah but if she was just collecting things right she'd be another like instagram you know simple person <laughs> who's just there for the picture with the statue so of liberty and stuff Banksy. like that yeah, she is like, yeah, she's a set. And that's why the cops are after her. She's, she's vandalizing the city with her propaganda. Um, it's just yeah, the, honestly, which is Sean, white paint. I thought this was all really clear. There's no propaganda. It's <laughs> white paint. Yeah, it, it's funny how the back of the box just kind of says, like, your race your speed demon car from New York to Tokyo in record time. And then... With the cops and the enemy on your tail. But, like, why? <laughs> yeah. Because you're going too fast? Like, <laughs> stop being a... Like, you're going to get somebody hurt. Like, we slow also down. We did, didn't mention, though, the manual does say that you've broken into an exclusive paint store in New York City. Yes, but that's still uh, I mean, why I'm using why it. you need to use it. But it is that is why you're on the run, at least. You know that. I don't know why we need to cover every inch of the road with paint. Um, Do you think that countries would, like, continue to... Um, to try to track down someone who stole paint from a local store in New York City. Well, if it's exclusive, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not. This isn't like Sherwin Williams. This is a. <laughs> this is an exclusive. Very store. good. Yeah, that's true. This is yeah. All right. Uh, as for me, this game is not essential. I do think it was a, a cool concept at first, like as an arcade game. It On paper, right, right. Like it felt like, oh yeah, this this would have definitely been one of those like things that you would see at a bar in an arcade. You know, like mm-hmm. just like go play it for a little time waster or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I get that. It was actually kind of impressive how. Poorly that performed on an NES. Like we're at the stage now where you know you can go on a complete adventure through Hyrule, but you can't control a car on a arcade game made in 1985. Yeah. So I'm a little confused, Jalico. But um, I heard RBI bases is or RBI bases. <laughs> R- uh, bases loaded. I was min- mixing the two bases games ball. Uh, together. I heard bases loaded is pretty good, so I'll look forward to that one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's about all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Um, this was episode 101. So, Congrats, guys. Um, surely Cruella DeVille will be uh, listening <laughs> yes. to this episode and every episode going forward looking for those Dalmatians. She will get them. I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film. It was a really bad joke. It, they all are. We're, we're doing nothing to help our fan base here. Right? Like, they listen to it. They're listening to it still right now. And they're going to listen next week when we give them another episode. We're talking about Rambo. Rambo, With special baby. guest Sylvester Stallone in the house. He's going to be here. He won't be speaking, but he'll, no, be, he'll, be, he'll be here. <laughs> he, he will be, be our uh, guest. Yes. He will have three lines that he agreed to say. <laughs> all right. Uh, that is all. Um... And the Raspberry Pi is listening.